Everybody. I'm Yessi. I'm Chrissy, and you are listening to the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast. We're coming to you live from the studio in Denver, and for this week's episode, we've officially arrested a very special guest, YDG. YDG. What is up? Hey. What's up? What's Welcome good? to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. So yeah, so YDG, also known as Mikey Garcia, is a producer from San Diego, California. He's been blowing up recently and dropped some insane tracks this year, including the Shape EP and a massive sample pack this month. He has nearly yeah. 200,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and is mm-hmm. honestly one of the biggest upcoming artists in dubstep right now. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> sorry, YDG, but we have you in custody for the next 30 minutes. Hope you're okay with that. I am okay with it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, you and Yessi are actually from the same high school in San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I went there for like two years and um, ended up leaving. But yeah, I remember that. It was uh, it was crazy. I, I had no idea. I remember one time I was on uh, live on Instagram and she joined. She's like, hey, you remember me? I went to high mm-hmm. tech high. I was like, for a second I did it. And then I... <laughs> look back and I'm like wait I do remember her. we were in a couple classes mm-hmm. it was dope yeah and that was crazy yeah I was remembering some of our friends from like freshman year we were like in that same like remember like the first 30 minutes of school like I don't know we had like oh, that weird we had like some, we had some weird class yeah like, like, it wasn't even something class. it wasn't even a class it was just like a it was like your a, advisory a, like a group requirement like re- advisory yeah, yeah. group right or something like that yeah yeah and then we had something didn't we have something after too i think so i don't know but for those of you who are unfamiliar with high tech high it's a project-based school so there's no tests i mean there are now but back then you, in order yeah. to pass you had to do like a formal presentation so you dress up in business clothes and they oh, test wow. you on your the way you approach the room and handshake your teacher like they'll literally give you the literally deduct points if you don't handshake properly <laughs> was, i mean you got to teach people the skills they need yeah. for the real world right <laughs> so they did teach you a lot of skills in the real world but to get into college hell no no <laughs> to be honest. a handshake won't get you into college but <laughs> like I, can you I help me hey we got the dubstep doggo yep, got we got gucci, gucci the frenchie <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> hey gucci Dang, he swagged out though, that collar. Yeah, I mean, it's only right. Fits his name. Yeah, fits his name. He rocks it. Yeah. yeah, and didn't you get a new place in LA? Didn't you just move? Yeah, I just moved. Um, I was uh, at my old spot for about like two years, I think. And I just decided to move, get a new environment. You know, it was kind of like, I felt like I had made so much music there that I was just wasn't feeling anyway. I needed a new area, a new place, you know, just to like, I don't know. I was just tired of just being in the same place. You know, I kind of just felt a little depressing. I needed a new environment, you know, kind of. So now I've been like, I moved in here about a week already. I already finished a new song and started like two other ones. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I feel definitely inspired. Change of pace really helps with the creative process. And change of environment. It it does. It really does, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I know. 
Oh, were you oh I was just going to say, I wanted to hear if you were producing when you were in high school. Like, how long have you been producing? Like, how have you evolved since you started? In high school, I think I was just starting to, like, get in, really get into, like, electronic music. I was mm -hmm. just, like, kind of just DJing, honestly. And then I didn't really start taking music, like, like production seriously and, like, actually working on music a lot mm -hmm. up until, like... I'd say, like, my senior year uh, is when I actually, like, took it really seriously. Like, I was, just, like, grinding, you mm -hmm. know, just, like, come home from school, work on music. Super motivated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. I was always working on music 24-7, and that, that's when I definitely started taking it seriously. I was probably, like, mm -hmm. 17, going on 18 at that time, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, weren't you Mikey Crook? Because that's what I remember you as. Yeah, <laughs> Mikey I, Crook. So before before I uh, made um, you know bass music and stuff, I was going by Mikey Crook. Um, it, was, it was house music, so oh. I was making house music before. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. So it, it, it's definitely a a whole new thing, but it's it's good because now like it, it's it's always good to just stick to different genres, not just you know stick to one mm -hmm. you exactly. know that so I feel like it helped me because now I know how to make good house music and mm -hmm. you know bass music too you know like uh, and it's good just to try new things out and just get out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. you know and to recognize like when you're being boxed in by something and and like you just did with your new place to recognize when you do need a new change of pace and a new scenery and a new genre like a, a little facelift to be better yeah yeah Definitely, yeah. I mean, I still make house music to this day. Honestly, I have a couple house songs. I'm thinking about doing like a house project, maybe. Oh, cool! Yeah, you throw down those uh, Twitch live streams. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll throw yeah, in, like yeah, the house yeah. sets. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> yeah, I, every Sunday. Um, I haven't done them in the past like week because I've been moving and mm -hmm. uh, my webcam broke. But I just got it back in the mail, so I'm probably gonna start the streams again on Sunday. For house music Sundays. Everyone wants that daytime definitely house. Definitely a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a vibe. You guys should tune in. Anyone else want them? Tune in. Yeah. It's, it's, we're always vibing in there. It's it's a cool little community we got on. Heck yeah. We'll see you in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Hashtag free YDG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I, I don't just do it Sundays too. I'm going to start doing, well, I was doing wednesdays and thursdays and sundays but i'm gonna just cut back to just doing wednesdays and sundays so like wednesdays i'll just play kind of like anything really whether it's like bass music you know um house whatever, whatever but mainly yeah yeah whatever moon baton whatever but um sundays will be definitely strictly just for house and then every now and then thursdays i'll be doing like gaming stuff you know playing some cod yeah or some yeah. shit people yeah. love to see that from artists who like normally they're focused on music but jumping into the video games i feel like there's a huge audience for that oh for sure. definitely twitch is, twitch is def definitely a huge platform like mm -hmm. it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's definitely blown up since like march <laughs> oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. For, for artists definitely but even before mm -hmm. that i mean it was just strictly for gaming and you know but it's definitely popular yeah yeah well we saw that ydg stands for youth death and glory so how did you come up with that going from mikey crook to ydg <laughs> honestly to be honest with you ydg didn't really mean anything up until like two years ago okay 
Like so when I so when I first started it, I had just picked the name because I thought it sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Like and it, it, it was really easy to remember, you know. Right. And um, but I didn't really knew what it stand for. I just kind of just like, oh, why did you? Sounds cool. People would ask me like, I don't know. I just like <laughs> I liked it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> until up until like two years ago, I actually decided me and um, an old manager of mine we decided to come up with that new name and it sounded mm-hmm. cool. And, you know, we kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Well, I feel like those are words that everyone can relate to, right? Like, everyone has a youth phase. Like, we all die. And, like, hopefully everyone's trying to, like, have that glory and that kind of experience in their life. So it kind of, like, rounds out the life experience almost. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely a, a, a good thing that we named it that, you know, even because before it just didn't mean anything. <laughs> I actually, before we, I was thinking about naming it, naming it, um, young, I think, what was it? Young Donut God. No way. That's a meme. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, it was just, my whole brand was just going to be about donuts, but I was like, no, I don't yeah. even like donuts. Like, why am I going to do that? It's like, think of the logo possibilities with the donuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, it had it, like if, I, if I'm going to stick with the name, especially for like anyone coming up, if you're going to come up with the name, like. You should have something that, like, kind of means something to you, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Like something that's timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but branding-wise, you know, it has, it has to be you. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it doesn't need to, but, like, it just feels more natural when it does, you know? Yeah. Well, something that I found out about you today was actually that you had a song, your song Hold Up. It got named the Essential New oh. Tune by Pete Tong. Like, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was, like, one of the first couple songs I ever released, and... With Dimac, especially, mm-hmm. it got released with them, and um, I that was super random because that hasn't happened in so long. I don't know if it has recently, but before that, um, it had been forever since Pete Tong has like had an essential tune that was like bass music, not house. Yeah, so it, it, was yeah definitely, it was definitely it was definitely a big opportunity. It was cool. It was cool to see. I mean, <laughs> and Pete kind Tong. of hear, hear my name. He's, yeah. he's a godfather of EDM. Like, you hear Pete Tong and you, you automatically think of his show that he had. And, like, you just think that he was one of the artists that kind of paved the way for EDM. Yeah. And so yeah. would you would you say that was, like, a launching moment in your career? Like, was it the biggest break into the industry? Mm, no, not really. I, I uh-huh. would say it, it was probably one of them, but I definitely don't think it was, like, my biggest break into the industry i think Mm -hmm. what else helped launch you well what really helped a lot was um releasing collabs you know when i started releasing collabs like with okay you know um Mm -hmm. uh the remixes i did for like keizo and also i think i think also um when excision started playing some of my songs yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that was a definitely a big break before because he he didn't even like play any of my songs. And I was waiting for the moment like, yo, I hope one day if he plays my songs, you know, that'd be great because if he plays your songs, then that means it's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and, yeah. and and when he, I think the first song Excision played of mine was Black Easter. I love that song. That's a great one. I think that was the first song, if I can remember. That's when I actually felt like, okay, like, if he finally played my song, then, like, I'm doing something right, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And and I feel like that was a, definitely a big break for me. But I mean, I, I probably had more, but I just can't remember, honestly, because I've had a lot of releases, you know, collabs, you know, remixes, opportunities that have definitely helped out. But for me personally, when I, I saw Excision, like, play some of my music, and especially even talking to him now more, a lot more, and, like, I, I feel like that was definitely a big break that I needed because, you know, he's, like, the god of bass music <laughs> yeah. i know i you feel know? like that's a common theme like we've interviewed a few people now and and a common theme is that like if excision if you're on excision's radar you know you're doing something right yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> something right. yeah definitely you're on track you know? <laughs> yeah and 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 a, a lot of people started playing more of my music you know like since like two years ago because before you know i was getting support and all but i didn't really feel like my music was getting played as much in the bass music scene like as it is now i don't know why i just kind of felt like that but that's definitely it's definitely helped a lot ever since uh you know i've been getting bigger support yeah and your music has like a really unique sound it kind of reminds us of like yeah that, that's Halloween, what people say tell me. House. <laughs> yeah I don't know. you know honestly like before i didn't even think i had a sound you know mm-hmm. up until like i said like everything really started happening for me about like two years ago yeah and and that's when i started noticing that i have a sound because people were telling me like hey like i hear a song i already know it's you mm-hmm. and i was like hey, like how like I, I didn't even expect to go for a sound like i was just like making music you know because but at the back of my head i was always telling myself like yo i need a sound mm-hmm. a distinctive sound so when people hear my, my songs they know that it's a ydd track you know exactly and and, and it's when you have a sound that really helps a lot you know mm-hmm. because if not, like, people just think it sounds like something else. But if it sounds like you, yeah, then you're doing something right, you know. And, and I really started noticing that after I, I was getting a lot of, like, feedback from people mm-hmm. saying, like, yo, like, I, I heard your song got played. And I, didn't even, and I didn't even know it was you, but I could already tell. And it was unreleased, you know. People can just know it. And, and I feel like when you have that a sound, it's definitely a good thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like I really picked up on your sound when you dropped Black Easter because the intro to Mm -hmm. it it's like kind of spooky like I actually that's kind of like where it all started honestly because I didn't really have a sound before I was just kind of like making stuff and but I I didn't think I had a sound I was just like making music but up until like Black Easter and all those other releases like People started messaging me and telling me, or like saying, "Yo, I heard your song. Or, it sounds like you. I can really tell." Blah blah, blah and, or like you know, just stuff like that. And I was, and I really noticed it after that. Yeah. Yeah, people kind of jump on it when they hear something that's different, but you're like the only one with that sound, so that obviously gets you like big fans. And then you have people coming mm-hmm. up to you, like you said, you didn't even know artists were playing your music, and they're like, "I heard your song. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. so cool." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like people saying, "Yo, I'm from all over the places," you know festivals clubs all over the world like people from everywhere like just from bigger artists i didn't even know would play my music and you know they just have it somehow i guess they would go on my soundcloud and download it mm-hmm. you know but and it was definitely a cool feeling um so recently you actually released i think it was like a this month obviously a sample pack it's a pretty big sample pack Mm-hmm. Have you released any sample packs before, or was this your first one? No, honestly, I never even thought about releasing a sample pack. Like that never came across my mind ever. But it it's it was kind of cool doing it because you know, like um, samples are really cool. You know, like people, mm-hmm. some people are like all 
like, oh, no, you shouldn't use samples. It's bad. You should create your own sound. But, like, as long as it doesn't sound like it, you can mess with it, you know, mm-hmm. do some cool sound design. Doesn't have, doesn't need to sound the same. Yeah. You know, and, exactly. and it's easier. I, I know a lot of people that don't even use serum. People just use samples and just make them different, you know, or mm-hmm. in Ableton, they just resample all the audio until it just sounds totally different. It sounds cool, you know? Yeah. And it's a starting point for some up and coming artists, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just getting yeah. Started. You're, you're helping out. It's a win win because you're helping out artists and, you know, like, obviously, during, then this whole pandemic it's hard you know to like make some money with everything going on especially for artists so we got to find different ways you know and doing twitch streams you know doing Mm -hmm. um, youtube you know um sample packs you know all all that type of stuff you know just anything you know yeah Yeah. so i was like hey just i just thought it'd be cool just to do it you know and um it's doing really well i'm glad that people have bought it so far are happy with it like some some mm-hmm. guy i forgot who it was but he sent me a video on instagram of him of some him using the samples that he used for my song mm-hmm. and it sounds actually really tight i was like holy shit hey. like it sounds dope yeah, yeah. And he's like taking your parts and creating something that you would have never thought to Different. create with it yeah exactly i was like holy shit it's kind of cool yeah so, um, that's awesome it, it, it's, it's, yeah it's definitely cool i've been getting a couple of videos from people and it's tight to see people like getting inspired to work on music and you know and like coming up with dope shit so it's cool are you yeah. working on any other like outside of the box like really creative type projects right now um i mean yeah i, I i've been kind of like just doing some drum and bass oh. um some jump up um okay i even worked on a, i even worked on a uh hard style song That's and awesome. uh i don't know i just kind of just doing a lot of different things you know just kind of yeah. just like having fun with it i think right now is like a good time to just have fun with music don't force it you know like we have all this time there's no shows going on for a while you know right now it's a good time to step out of your comfort zone and just kind of do whatever you like you know it, it doesn't it doesn't need to sound how you how like other people want it to you because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. think with artists like you think oh it has to sound like this because if it doesn't no one's gonna fuck with it you know but yeah you shouldn't care what other people think it, you shouldn't because when you don't and you actually like it it's better you know because the people that like it too are gonna that's how you know there's like your real fans and stuff you know mm-hmm and it's yeah. it's your art you shouldn't have to answer to anyone yeah you shouldn't have to force it you shouldn't have to do what other people say you just have fun with it honestly so yeah so i feel like i definitely getting creative yeah it sounds like you've been super productive during this whole pandemic has it been yeah yeah I mean, like were you touring a lot and like is it nice to like take a break and actually work on be, some before, more music yeah <laughs> yeah before i was i was actually getting some, a lot of shows even the year before too and this year i had a, a good amount of shows lined up and this year was going to be really good but unfortunately all this stuff happened you know it sucks mm-hmm. you're but, not the only one yeah 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 you know but whatever it's, it's fine you know next year hopefully next year you know mm-hmm. things will be better people will wear masks and yeah <laughs> we can actually like get back to being normal honestly yeah, have you done any like international shows or like Canada? Canada? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Montreal? Uh no. Um Vancouver and I just went to I had went to another one before. Uh I went like late last year. Fuck. Where was it? Um 
Not Edmonton. Calgary? Yes, mm-hmm. Calgary, yeah. Oh, Calgary is amazing. Yeah. I actually really like that town. Yeah, I, I think when I went, it was like snowing, so it was cool. Oh, how nice. Yeah, we want to yeah. get up there and actually go camping and hiking because the Canadian Rockies look stunning. They're absolutely yeah, stunning. But um, besides Canada, I've it's just been there. And I think I had one show in Mexico a long time ago, but honestly, nowhere else really. Not that I can think of, just mainly the U.S. Mm-hmm. What would be your dream location to tour or to play a show or a festival? Uh, definitely Asia. Yeah. And Japan. We were literally just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Japan. Yeah, the Asian market is blowing up, especially in the dubstep scene. Yeah. 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 Asia and, and Europe. I always wanted to go to Europe, too. There's some really cool festivals in Europe, like down in Italy and Austria. Like even um, Perucaville in Germany is a, a huge bucket list festival for me. And Rampage? Mm-hmm. Rampage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So those, those definitely, those, definitely all those areas. <laughs> yeah. Because those are good areas for bass music, too. Mm-hmm. What has been like the standout show of your career so far? Like the best show you've ever played? Best show. Um, if I had to think really good, probably. Um, there's a there's a few. I would, but I think the main one that stands out to me right now would probably be Crush SoCal because that was probably one of the biggest crowds I'd played for. Mm-hmm. It was uh at the NAS Event Center. Oh yeah. And and in um in like the the dome thing. I forgot I don't know what's called, but there was at least like probably ten thousand people or some shit in there. So that was really cool because I've always wanted to play for a big crowd like that. So that was definitely a cool thing to check off. Yeah. Massive <laughs> energy. Yeah. It was that one that show was insane. Um, I think that one probably the main one would mm-hmm. be the main show. But there's been really cool ones like Das Energy was tight. Oh in, yeah, um, Utah. Utah, right? Yep. That one was really cool because I played on the same stage as like I think who, I think Dead Mouse was playing that night or some shit or was it Cascade? I don't know. Still, those are. I, I actually another one would be dope was was dope. Um, I think it was EDC in 2017. I had played right before. Cascade's uh, special guest set. Mm-hmm. No way. That one was tight. I think that was like another like a 10k crowd too. Yeah, he drives a lot of traffic to the stages. Yeah, it was a surprise set. No one had known until like they got the the info on the EDC app. Like I think an hour before. Yeah. So everyone headed there. It, it was it was tight. He was like he was like right there on stage, right next to me, watching me play, vibing with his wife and stuff. It was Dude. cool. That was. That was definitely a cool moment because he was right behind me, chilling. Yeah. He, you can you can tell that he definitely liked the set. So that was probably another cool moment, honestly. At an art cart or? Yeah, that was an art oh. cart. I forgot which one, but it was really dope. It had like a cool stage. Mm-hmm. Those art carts are like some of the best sets, honestly. I love how they they all have like random back to backs or like surprise sets. Yeah, and I didn't even know he was gonna play in, like until like I think they told me like two three hours before. And they're like, yo, it was. I think it was either supposed to be, it was supposed to be Hardwell or Cascade. They had told me, and then last minute, I guess it was Cascade. And I was like, oh shit. Those are both huge acts to follow. 
to have, real. Yeah. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was definitely cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So how do you land a spot at EDC? I mean, got to have a good team, you know, good music goes a long way. I mean, nowadays it kind of sucks because it's, it's kind of more about who's on your team rather than the music. Mm-hmm. It's all about who you know, kind of. Yeah. Um, which sucks. I think it should be more about the music. And I know a lot of people can agree to that. You know, it, it's always the same people on the lineup. You know, some people don't even make their own music and shit. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's... Mm, we know plenty it, of those. <laughs> it, it's, it's tough. But um, I feel like now it just really comes down to, like, who you got on your team. Yeah. I mean, when, if you got the music, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. But you got to have a good team. You know? Yeah, that networking component. I mean, that's key right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you got someone that believes in you and, and, and is able to get shit done and, you know, then that, that's fucking good. We need that. Yeah. Who would you say right now are, like, some of the biggest influencers in the scene? Like, who do you think is about to blow up? Uh, people only I can think of that are, like, actually changing the scene and actually helping it out a lot and inspiring a lot of people i think would be subtronics peekaboo sudden death Mm -hmm. epic yeah i feel like all those people all those guys are are, are all killing it you know like they all have their own sound it's different Mm -hmm. It, it you know they're just they don't give a fuck doing whatever they like and it sounds great and you know genuine good people and i feel like those are the those are like the top people that are actually like changing the scene and helping it and 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 definitely you know doing good it's been inspiring a lot of people it's cool to see like them launching projects off of what they have like the void stuff with sudden death i mean that stuff is so creative to see and he could have just ran with sudden death and, and like been perfectly fine but the fact that he's like injecting some more creativity into this new project yep. that he has i think and everyone... levitating yeah lev- levitating <laughs> yeah levitating, show. Right? yeah people show love wild. to see those projects definitely you know i feel like those are all the people that are just like kind of paving the way for like us younger producers and stuff and definitely killing it i agree so like what what do you do during the day i mean besides making music um, what do you do? <laughs> you honestly, and, you uh, and uh, Gucci the Frenchie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, um, just kind of just working on music every day, kind of um, trying to stay busy, honestly, just by trying to do new things. You know, I've recently been trying to, like, not focus so much on music, but also get out of the house and do different things that I wouldn't normally do, like go hiking you know, or um, working out or just doing other stuff besides music because I feel like if you do that too much, you know, it, it's going to, like, take a toll on you. You need to get out of your house sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get yeah. the other side of your brain working. Find that balance. Yeah, definitely. So I've, you know, been trying to, like, just get out the house more, do more things I would normally do, you know, mm-hmm. get inspired that way, you know. Yeah. It, it's definitely been helping a lot. You know, and I come back... um, I work on projects, I, um, mentors and all that, mentoring. I've been getting recently into more into that. People have been hitting me up 
for like mentoring classes. I never really thought about doing it before, and I don't really do it as much. But um, it's definitely something that I'm considering doing more because it's cool to you know help out people and, and you know show people what's going on, how to use Ableton stuff, and it's dope. It's yeah. cool to say that you're at the point in your career where you can mentor people. Yeah, I didn't think I was. Because like, honestly, I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time when I make music. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just, and I feel like a lot of people can agree too that some people don't even know music theory. I know a little bit of it, but besides that, like, I don't know, like, proper, like, chord structures or any of that stuff or anything, but I, I still do it, you know? Like, did you teach yourself how to produce? Yeah. 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 Self taught. No one taught me anything, like, mm-hmm. YouTube. And just kind of like trial and error, honestly. Just messing up, learning and and learning, you know, kind of like that. That's the way to go. And I mean, honestly, you just got to dive right in. Mm -hmm. And like what you said earlier, you shouldn't care what other people think. You should just dive right in and stop thinking about it so much. Just do the damn thing. (laughs) Yeah. And don't be scared of failing either, because that's how you learn the most. Exactly. And you don't need like a fancy school or nothing like that to go and learn. Because I... I went to Icon for about, like, oh, I think, like, three months. And, you know, I'm not bashing them. They're definitely a great school. But I just thought, like, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, one, no offense, but it was kind of expensive. Heard <laughs> it was that, really yeah. expensive. <laughs> um, but great people. But it was just a little too expensive, so I couldn't do it. And um, I ended up just leaving and just kind of just, like, teaching myself, honestly. Like, you don't need a fancy school, like, a lot of these big producers never went to school. <laughs> they mm-hmm. just YouTube. You can learn anything off the internet now, honestly. And just like you like trial and error, you know, just fucking open up Ableton. Like you're not gonna break it. Yeah. Worst yeah. place, if it sounds bad, sounds like shit, then all right, it's fine. Start you, over. Learn. Start over. <laughs> yeah, make exactly. new stuff. And um and yeah, I mean, kinda just how it is. Like you don't need nothing fancy. You don't need crazy studio setup like i've been using the same speakers <laughs> since i first started making music dead ass mm-hmm. hell yeah krk krk rockets fives i've been using these bad boys since i first started making music and haven't switched up but i do want new ones eventually but i mean it just goes to say that you don't need a fancy studio like mm-hmm. to make great music <laughs> yeah and that's the beauty of this industry too is like you don't need to be professionally trained but if you have a vision and you have a style and you're working hard then you can hang with anyone and and you can become one of the best you just have to work at it and be unique and stay consistent mm-hmm. yeah yeah get that sound get your sound right you know and don't be afraid to hit up people you know to for like collabs or send music just like just send it don't don't hold back that's kind of the thing that i learned you know i like a lot of these opportunities i've gotten are for me hitting people up myself you know Mm -hmm. create your own opportunities yeah sometimes you just gotta do yourself because no one's gonna do it better than than you (laughs) honestly you know like if you want it done right just do it yourself and Mm -hmm. that's what i would do like for big remixes or like shows or whatever most not all the time but sometimes it would just come for me honestly like just hitting people up like dead ass you don't don't be shy you know worst case that happens is they don't reply mm-hmm. you know they're not gonna be like oh fuck this guy yeah. why do you hit me with? you know like no 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 one's gonna care just like hit hit people up the artists up who cares like everyone's cool in this community no one i mean there's obviously a few like uh 
people that are weird and annoying but besides that like in any, in any industry yeah. there's annoying people yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like besides that like just hit people don't be afraid you know you uh what do you say close mouth doesn't get fed yeah right? be your own advocate yeah. yeah you know like just don't be afraid to and, just do it and even if they say you know, no whatever yeah even if they say no yeah, that's gonna no, get like, you it's gonna get you closer to your next yes yeah, you know? yeah. Worst case, they don't they don't reply or they say no, and you know, okay, that's fine. Hit them up another time, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't be afraid to send out music. Don't be afraid to ask for any opportunities. Just ask, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Send it. <laughs> send it. Full send. <laughs> yeah, send it. Full, send. Full send. We love to see it. <laughs> yep. So, Mikey, we're gonna change it up a bit here. So we're gonna do like this little round. It's my favorite personally. It's called the lightning round. So we're just gonna ask some quick questions. Round. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So we're just gonna ask some quick questions. So the first one is do you prefer intimate sets or large festivals? Uh I like both. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say I feel like a lot of people would agree that intimate sets are in, intimate sets are better because you can kinda like see how people are reacting to certain songs. It's playing festivals like you can't really see because you're high up you know and like you're far away and so it's kind of hard to see how people react to it yeah especially when you have new music you know and like so i i think it's intimate sets are really fun i i i would say those yeah um next question what has been your go-to quarantini drink we see you making those drinks all the time (laughs) on the insta live streams (laughs) oh yeah, yeah yeah um i would say I don't know, White Claws. <laughs> claws up? Yeah, I, I stay drinking White Claws, honestly. What so, flavor? I, I really like Ruby Grapefruit, Mango, and I think the Lemon Lime, that one mm. tastes like Sprite. The Lime ones are really good. Yeah. So, I'll just White Claws, honestly. <laughs> I'm a Truly's girl. Yeah. yeah. Truly's are fire, too. I, I've, I've tried some. They're actually pretty good. There's, like, this new Truly Lemonade that everyone's on. Nowadays. It was like black cherry or some something like that. It's like the black cans, and they're like a bunch. Of yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a few actually. They're they're pretty good. They're pretty bomb. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. every beer is trying to make a seltzer now. Like all the craft beers have a seltzer. Like I've yeah. even seen the big. Even, yeah, the Colorado beer. Com- I don't know what. There's hundreds of breweries out here, but mm-hmm. one of the Colorado oh, breweries bet. out here made a new seltzer. Apparently. Oh yeah. shit. Some are better than others, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I've tried the. I think it was like the. It was like a beer one. It was a Bud Light that a Corona. One of them made the Corona seltzers yeah. and the Bud yeah, Light. Those, those were okay. Yeah, they're too light. I don't know. They're not yeah, that strong. Yeah, I, I would I would just stick to White Claws. Yeah, I think that's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. next question: What's your favorite BPM? One fifty. What do you keep in your studio? Um. I have my switch. <laughs> um, I have this cool action figure of Jason. Oh, sweet! <laughs> yeah, and a few um, candles of Scream, Ghostface, and then Ghostface. I don't know if you can see it. Right mm-hmm. And then a pumpkin one. I mean, that's kind of it, honestly. <laughs> so you're excited for Halloween then? 
Yeah and no because I know everything's gonna be closed. Mm, but I am true. still excited. Uh, I'll, I mean, October is like my favorite month. Honestly, I wish my birthday was in October. I'd, I'd go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. So, yeah. if you're a raver and you go to a festival, would you prefer to camp or stay at a hotel? Hotel. I'm not a camping person. I, I want to shower and like be away from everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the real base capital? Is it Denver or is it Montreal? I don't know. I've never been to either. Hard to I was supposed to have a Denver show this year, though. Oh, so no. So I was find out. Yeah, I know. Bummer. But I don't know. I think Denver? I mean, I see a lot of people from Denver talking about bass music, so I would... I would I, mm-hmm. Yeah. They I, say, I wouldn't know for sure. I wouldn't know for sure until I went, so I don't they know. They say hard, that to say. Denver's the bass capital of America, but Montreal is the bass capital of the world. Damn. I wouldn't I know, it. though. I've never been to Montreal either, so we're trying to figure the question out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so, serum or face plant? Serum. Uh, I've never used face plant. Okay. Lyft or Uber? Lyft. All right. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uber, Uber is a little sus. Yeah, they've been creating some sketchy market type stuff, I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a little sus. Well, even the drivers, they don't do like a whole background check on them. And yeah, that's what I heard. I only knew that because before COVID happened, I was also driving with Uber and Lyft. Like, mm-hmm. I would just work my full-time job, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. if I was really bored, I would just drink a cup of coffee really, really strong and just go drive until like 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Dang. when I signed up... Yeah, at Uber. They didn't even a, do like a background I'm pretty check. sure you have a couple crazy experiences, huh? You know, honestly, not as much as I thought. The only craziest experience I had was I picked up some dude and he got in the front seat. And then as I was about to drive off, he he was like, wait, 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 I forgot my phone in the bar. So then I, Ooh. so then he got out of the car and then my seat was soaking wet. I have oh. leather seats and it was literally... Wait, did he- Pee? Gross. I don't know, dude. I don't Sweaty, know if he was maybe? just. Sweaty I don't know butt. if he was just sweating his balls off or he peed. Ew. It was so gross. Oh, oh my! And then God. you're like, "Don't get back in my car, <laughs> please. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> don't get back in my car." <laughs> Damn. Other than that, then yeah, sometimes you'll deal with some drunk guys who just yell and they're like, "Hey, Miss Uber." Too much. Can yeah. I? Can I take the ox? Rude. <laughs> oh yeah. Like yeah, dude. I have a name. Just. Your Uber driver has a name, you know? <laughs> but that's yeah. about it. Dre- dealing with drunk people. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Well, one last question. So, SoundCloud or Spotify? Spotify. Even though Spotify should be paying artists more. Yeah, we've I heard agree. that. It, SoundCloud is just... It's, so, it's fucked. A lot of people think it's going to be dead in a year. Yeah, SoundCloud is fucked. Spotify is the move. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, they they just need to pay artists more. <laughs> yeah, and and then and, and then the owner of Spotify saying that, uh, what did he say? I think he said that artists need to should be releasing music once every one to three years or some bullshit like that. I think he said. Hmm. I, I, I can't remember what he said, but it was something stupid. And people were like, "Yeah, what the fuck you talking about?" Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's but awesome. Spotify though. Hmm. Well. When we first started the interview, you said that you might have a sneak peek of this song that you just finished for us. Can we so hear it? We would love to hear it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd it go? Don't I had it right here. Uh, hold on. It sounds like Gucci also wants to hear it. He's barking like crazy in the background. He is. Hold on one second. Uh, where'd it go? I might just have to play it off SoundCloud, even though it's a shit quality on there. Um, wait, 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 wait. I can't believe I just lost it. Hold on. Oh no. Uh, two. This is what happens when you don't name your songs right. <laughs> Too get... many files. Yeah, lost in the hard drive. Yeah, oh, I found it. There you go. Wait. We'll see how it sounds. Yeah. Inspect this beat. <laughs> it's, uh. Hold on. Okay, here it is. I'm gonna put it to the speakers so you can hear better. Hold on. Oh, there's that signature YDG sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Halloween. second job. basically finished but it's got to tweak some things but mm -hmm. it's there hell yeah that new whip yep yep definitely it, it's it's not heavy but it's definitely something you can vibe to and it, when you hear on speakers the bass on there the sub mm -hmm. it's fat it, it definitely hits and it has your own little twist to it too so yeah, yeah i think definitely. everyone will love it oh, yeah, i liked it, it a lot dope. we'll have thank to issue you, a citation yeah. <laughs> yeah. For this filth. <laughs> well, Mikey, do you have any final words that you would like to say to everyone who's listening right now? Um, I mean, any 
upcoming producers, young producers, just keep going at it. You know, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't stop now. You know, just, just because we got this whole pandemic going on, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. You kind of feel down, but mm-hmm. don't let it don't let it stop you. Keep going, and um, you know, we're gonna get through this shit mm-hmm. eventually. And p- wear your fucking mask yeah. <laughs> so we can get back to normal. Yeah, exactly. You know? We're all in this together. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we can play some shows, get back out there, and headbang. Yes, we'll see you at the rail. (laughs) Break some more rails. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. Yeah, it was great. Bye, guys. It was great catching up. So (laughs) to all the high-tech high homies as well. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Yeah, what's up, everybody? So, yeah, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, of course. And uh, stay safe and keep killing it out there, dude. Keep crushing it. Thank you. Can't wait to hear more.